Do you like what we've done with the place? It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling. I am your captain. He is El Jefe, and tonight we have to try to process the good, the bad, and the Vince of the last week in wrestling. And joining us to discuss it all is still our Max Wrestling world champion and my other half is tag team champions, the only title I got left, Cypher. Yo, what is up, Max Wrestling? I am here, finally. After four long years, I finally joined the show. <laughs> well, I mean, you've done trivia before, but yeah, champ. we are honored. Champions here. But coming up tonight, we are coming off of a Royal Rumble full of surprises despite the massive Vince McMahon scandal. CM Punk is not going to WrestleMania. No surprise at TSK. Okada returns to a TNA ring for the first time in a decade in CMLL in Vades AEW. Make sure you subscribe right here to youtube.com forward slash Max Wrestling where you can check out this awesome champ right here. Follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify wherever podcasts are available and hit that beautifully done website, maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Yeah, and speaking of YouTube, an absolutely incredible week, hence the reboot. Discovered shorts and they've just been skyrocketing like somebody stuck a bottle rocket up our ass. Uh, We got... 23,639 views in the last in the last seven days, in the last week. Um, and 43 new subscribers. Thank you very much. We hope you've been enjoying the shorts. Moses has been working his ass off along with the other TSK boys. Um, yeah, we have. It, it's a new era. Fucking hell. It's like five episodes in like six days. Vince McMahon can't keep it in his pants. Apparently nobody in WWE uh, headquarters can. By the way, I'm going to say this now as a spoiler for the fucking rest of the show. I make a joke that's probably a little too early. It's a Vince McMahon joke. I don't care. I don't care. I will joke about this man and all the fun stuff he's done. Well, not fun. That's so fun. No. Terrible things. Terrible things. That is not fun. He's a Dude. sick bastard. Sick old fucker. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we should thank... Like him and like punk because they've just been giving us news all week and obviously you guys keep making content on it. Um, I mean I gotta wait till Thursday to talk about all this stuff. You guys have already talked about it. You've jumped on the button. So is Beer actually. He's jumping on board on the Max channel. At a boy Beer. And we're gonna get into it all again. Because <laughs> it's all we're talking about. That's why, dude. This is a big topic. These are not little things. Punks. You know what I mean. Everybody was loving punk, and trust me, I've gotten my fucking say about that. And then the Vince thing, <laughs> hey, it's taking oh, the world by wow. storm. I've All right, then. So, I've two... thought about that. Sorry, I actually thought about this, and I was like, is there any reason why this man shouldn't just already just get wanker of the year? <laughs> you know, thank you. Somebody said it. Uh, he's that's why he's he's nominated every single year. He's bound to every win this year. year. I think he's spearheading it this year, brother. <laughs> we may have to rename it because it is named in his honor already. The McMahon Award. Oh, uh, he's finally going to win his own award, but we'll see in December if anybody... I doubt it, but if anybody <laughs> else does any worse shit. <laughs> no, nah, I think this is up there. <laughs> Too far okay. Away. 
Um, to start the show, we invite you all to join the conversation as we posted three hot topics in the Max Russell Facebook group last night. So let's get straight into them because, as Moses said, and as we've just been saying, we got a hell of a lot to talk about. So, what do you want to talk about? So, what do you want to talk about? So let's start it off nice with the Royal Rumble. Um, great show. Both matches yeah. were decent obviously i think i say this every single fucking year the women outdo the men every single year and this year was no exception uh i think what it is with the women is that there's more surprises whereas the men just kind of go through the motions like you're throwing me out i'll throw you out i think you're you gotta i think you have a little bit of a point there but at the same time i think it's more of like we kind of already have that inkling feeling with every men's rumble. Oh, this guy's probably going to win. This guy's probably yeah. going to win. If not him, then them. If not him, then him. With the women, you're like, I have one person who I think could win, and then you don't know because it's hmm. they don't ever really give you that like uh, ultimate feeling of it's her time. It's going to be her. It's going to be this. Like I had felt Bailey, and again, this yeah. coming back from you know as we always say, the outsiders looking in because he wasn't always on the watch list, and now it is. Bailey didn't feel like it was going to be her. It felt like somebody that was going to go against Rhea, but then Charlotte got hurt. So that wasn't going to happen. So what about, no, what a better way to do it than to have this um, faction implode pretty much. I mean, that's been building, but we didn't really think it would go through the rumble. We we both called Bailey last week, but I think it was more of an inkling. We weren't like, oh yeah, Bailey's definitely winning. She's obviously winning. I don't think anything was obvious with the women this year. Oh. Bailey was just a good idea, and it happened to be the one they picked. They job. literally saw Bailey as an opportunity to be like, you know what? We kind of expected y'all to expect it, but not really, especially how stacked the women's Royal Rumble was. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was great. Uh, and great. a great surprise, right? I think she was like, was she number three, Jordan Grace? I think Grace was mm-hmm. like three. It was like three or five. She I was, was like really early, and that was a nice surprise. And she lasted a good while too. Yeah, she, she was. Did. Not not only that, but they really put over TNA. They announced her as a TNA Knockouts Champion, as opposed to where Mickey was already said the Impact Women's Champion. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. They talked about her history with Naomi. Obviously, she was already in the match. That was also a nice surprise. Um, I mean, not much of a surprise because we kind of knew she was coming back anyway, but I didn't think it would be, boom, number two in the Rumble. Um, Honestly, I'm going to, this is probably under the radar, but the most shocking moment in the Rumble for me was the way Becky was eliminated. Not not that she was eliminated, but the way she was eliminated because um, Beer and Chad were both here watching it. And so I was like on one chair, they were on the sofa right here. And from the corner of my eye, as soon as Becky got kicked out from off the apron, they both just went <gasps> and literally froze for about a week. I believe it. You had to kick him <laughs> off. You're like, I guys, I gotta go to work. It's like, yeah, like the the way she got eliminated, man. Somebody got used as a battering ram to eliminate her, <laughs> and that somebody, unfortunately, was Naomi. Yeah, um, I gotta say, a good showing for Jade too. Hell of a showing. God. I think you're downplaying it. I think I mean, I really I'm downplaying think that... it because obviously she's still not. People still think she's a little bit stiff and everything, but they showed her like a superstar. 
I'm about to, that, that was probably the best they could have done, and and it and it was and it was they hit on every little cylinder. She got the big pop. She has the same fucking theme, which again, which is good. I don't know what's up. Like I guess TK is not you know licensed in music, whatever. But hey, hey, that's TK don't give a out, fuck. Uh, you know, in their favor, <laughs> not our favor, but it's whatever. Um, TK. But yeah, get it right, TK. But we got to fix this anyway. But no, she but she was great, dude. I mean, she came out with Naya, and it was the perfect time. She looked like the powerhouse. She made lifting her up made easy. You know what I mean? I haven't seen anybody like suplex her. I don't think. I don't even think fucking Raquel is suplex Naya. No, no. The way she so, came, I mean, the way she came out dominated Naya. And had mm. and just eliminated her and looked at her and told her, I'm that bitch, bro. And I was like, Thank you, God, for Jay Cargill. Yeah, I don't I don't think many people have lifted Naya because whenever she's taken a move, she she kind of becomes dead weight. Like it's almost like she doesn't help take the move. Yeah, she sandbags. Um but no, I, I also think Jade somehow managed to look younger some. It was like this is the prequel Jade before AEW. I think I said that in the, on Facebook somewhere. Um, she just looked fitter, healthier, younger somehow. Um, yeah, dude. She's just been killing it in the PC by the looks of it. Whatever I they're mean, doing the performance center, keep it up. Yeah. Man, I mean, we already knew she was a killer athlete prior, you know what I mean, from all of her fucking cosplay stuff. It's like, well, you kept in great shape. You know what I mean? <laughs> now you Now you put it to work. But the thing that I'm the most intrigued about that whole is the idea of her and Bianca. It's as much as yes. you can compare them to say they're similar. I don't give a shit. I got to see this. This is something I got to see. Yeah, I mean, they don't physically, they don't really look similar, but they're both super athletic. They both have that mm-hmm. background. They're both, both strong as hell. Okay. Yeah. And obviously they both like Bianca was big in NXT, but she came onto the main roster where the casuals didn't know who she was, and she instantly became a main roster star. Mm-hmm. That stare and, down. Yeah, that stare, stare down was great. Stare Bianca down licking her lips. <laughs> it's like Goku versus Vegeta. Female Beautifully form. said. The good Beautifully thing is, said. Uh, so I don't see either of these Man. two going for the titles of WrestleMania, so let's just put them together and have a Mania dream match. Mania dream match. Um, and then, of course, the bad side of the Rumble, um, whether you like him or not, Punk, Taurus, Tricep, Hooray! again. Damn. You've been liking him. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I, I love it. You know me. I, I love a good promo. And when the promos hit, they hit. And he's he does well. But I, I, I yay like all the children from South Park. <laughs> because of simply the fact of, hey, you e-nerds, it's not the AEW style that got hurt, that hurt him. It's fucking him. He's old yeah. as shit. You're welcome. We're T5. Yeah. 45 years old. That's how punk, that's how old punk is, man. He ain't no yeah. young buck. But, like, I mean, yeah, age probably is a thing because Danielson's been getting injured a lot. Edge got injured. Um, but, man, he's had three major injuries in three years. Um, like half his AEW run was on the injured list or suspended. But yeah. uh, whether, whether you like him or not, you got to admit we've lost a dream match with him and Rollins. And it was, I mean, they had the chance to main event WrestleMania 
I say main event, night one of WrestleMania 40. Not just WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40. And now 40. it's never going to happen. XL. Uh, I mean, we're probably going to see Seth and Punk down the line, but like this was a once in a, in a lifetime opportunity for Mania 40, and now we're not going to get it. And even if people don't like him, you you kind of got to feel bad a little bit for him. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, Corey, do you feel bad for this man? Listen, whenever an injury occurs, man, it's heartbreaking. It like sets you back. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that got injured this year, like Charlotte. And, yeah. you know, she injured and she's not going to be able to go. Now, Punk tore his same tricep that he's already tore before. And he's yeah. not going to live out his WrestleMania moment. But I tell you who doesn't feel bad for Punk, and that's Drew McIntyre. God dang, dude. God. Savage. Not only that, Drew was the one that injured him, too. It was that Future Shock DDT. It sure well, was. It, it, it looked fine. It looked fine. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, he took the move fine, but obviously that's where he got injured because he yeah. dropped and then instantly grabbed his arm. Uh, so I don't know what happened, but it looked clean. It looked yeah. clean. But like I said, the age factor, I mean, Punk is 45 years old, bro. Like, yeah. some moves you can take and some moves like, eh, I don't know if you probably should have took that move or not. But, hey, Punk's a fighter and he'll be back. He might not be WrestleMania ready, but he'll be SummerSlam ready. Yeah, and got to say, his first opponent's probably going to be Drew. I don't know how much heat they actually have between each other, but I got to think maybe Punk went to Drew and like, dude, you got to run with this. Social media, oh, yeah, Instagram, yeah. everything, just rip me a new one. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he told him, play it up, play it up. If not him, <laughs> the trips told him, play it up. Which is good, you know what I mean? Hey, it, it, it works. It'll build a feud. I mean, hell, he's kind of taking the bases off of what happened with him and Seth and that whole shit. You know what I mean? Well, now with Seth and Punk off the table, obviously we're scrambling now for who's going to face Seth nope. at Mania. But we're not. Personally, I think give the women the main event because no matter who they put against Seth, it's not going to have that same magnitude as him and Punk. And Speaking of Seth. He came out there doing Cody Rhodes's like WrestleMania like speech and was like, "Listen, I want you to fight me. Forget about Roman. Fight me." Yeah, and I like it, and I like everything that Seth said about elevating that world title. But for me, Cody isn't gonna finish the story unless he beats Roman. That it's not just about the WWE title; it's about beating Roman. Finish yeah. the story, Corey. They will. Um, so, what match do you think has the magnitude of Seth and Punk then to main event night one? Gunther. The Intercontinental yeah. Champion versus the World Heavyweight Champion. The same thing that we did with fucking Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. This time, though, this guy's not a fucking coked up maniac. <laughs> so, Got you know, it. it'll actually work out positively. But I, I, I truly feel like this is the time. Do you know what I mean? We harp back to the old days and what used to work back in the day and the this and the this and the this and the this. Who do we really have out there to take, you know what I mean, to, to wrestle Gunther that matters? You know what I mean? Yeah, the idea of the Imperium of Imperium blowing up, like, eh, it works, but is it WrestleMania worthy? No. Uh, is him and Chad Gable WrestleMania worthy? No. Is there really anybody else in that division, in the, in the Intercontinental Division, if you will, that's out there that's going to give fucking Guther anything worthwhile. No. So you go back to the hard old school days. Thank you for the shirt, by the way. This is mine. I love my wife. Um, 
So you go back to those and you build champion versus champion. You know what I mean? Seth Rollins wants a worthy opponent. He wants a worthy opponent. Didn't they just have a fucking whole thing where he told him, he's like, I'm going to win the Rumble and come after him? You just set it in stone. So you make it a champion versus champion match. And, you know, because, hey, Seth's been a double champ before. Why not? You know what I mean? Hey, maybe that's my idea. I'll be a double champ again and, you know, run my air and do this whole cackle laugh or whatever the hell. And, you know, that'd be his promo. Or you truly solidify... Gunther as a Brock Lesnar that is actually here every week. The monster that the guy that you truly have to fear. The other, uh, you know, I mean, the, uh, the guy that you can actually believe go for 1200 days as fucking champion because who the fuck's going to beat him? It's not a matter of how, when's the push going to end? It's who the fuck's going to beat him? Nobody. He's uh, had that opportunity. He's like two weeks away from breaking like the combined overall record as like longest reign and IC champion ever. And when he does that, just drop the title and cash it in. Yeah. Unless, you know, unless, you know, somebody like, you know, steps up eventually. But like, like Moses says, I mean, who is there to actually step up? Because he's beating everybody. Unless they bring Braun up from the NXT and bring him to the main roster. But I don't see that happening. Even that, I don't see. Not before Mania. And that, and and now you you put that beautifully. So, yeah. So, check this out. So, what do you do with the IC title? The same thing you always do with a title that gets vacated. You have a fucking tournament. So, then you have the Carmelo Hayes. You have the Braun Breakers. You have the Chad Gables, the this, the this, the this. You mix that field up with guys that you truly think can win. And then you give us, a, a, you know, a shocking champion. That's got to be the key, though. You got to give, like, a shot. Like, a Chad, I'm telling you, like, a Chad Gable, perfect. A Braun Breaker, yeah. perfect. Uh, I mean, I'm all down for Gunther and Seth. I just still think though that like Punk and Rollins would be a more household name kind of match. Oh, for sure. Which is which is why I think just Rhea Ripley was robbed of her main event last year. Mm-hmm. And they always they said it this year. They say it every year. Whoever wins the Women's Rumble is going to main event WrestleMania, and then they fucking don't. So, like, give Rhea a moment against Becky. Or I don't think Bio, uh, Bio, Bailey and Eo would main event night one. I mean, that's the one with the biggest story because it's been going on for months now that Damage Control don't fully trust Bailey, uh, yeah, or Bailey's I... just too naive to see that they don't trust. It's it's a great story, uh, and yeah. I'm interested in how they're gonna spin it. For obviously Bailey's gonna pick Eo, but like, yeah. is she gonna turn on them or are they gonna turn on her or? Do the whole Batista moment with the two contracts. That'd be great. I like that. <laughs> Give me that one. But um, also, somebody else noticed, very eagle-eyed, Dakota Kai is not wearing her knee brace anymore, so is she cleared and they just haven't said anything? Maybe. I do know hey. that's something people were looking at and thinking about, too, and it's like, I don't hate it. No, that's another one who's been plagued with injuries. Always yeah. on her knee too. Yeah, like she she injures her knee a lot. Injures her knee a lot, bro. Like I don't understand it. I don't think it helps either that one of her signature moves is a shining wizard. It really that's what it is, bro. <laughs> Can't it's have a shiny, shiny wizard, wizard without having good knees. Right. Yeah. Like Triple H tore his quads twice. His finish is a pedigree. Yeah, stop landing on your knees. Then uh, Undertaker fuck his knees up multiple times too, and obviously Tombstone. Yep. 
uh, Stone Cold's leg, his knees got banged up, and obviously he lands on his ass with a stunner. That's how he fucked up his back, yep. And then you got Jeff Hardy, Swanson, and the Twist of Fate, and now he lands on his ass on both of them, or just pancakes people with a Swanson because his back's fucked. Yeah, that's on that one. <laughs> or the time, like, Batista and John Cena, like, went over the top rope at the time, and Vince McMahon got pissed, or both his quads trying to slide in the ring. Hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, um, and speaking of Vince, before we get into him, one more thing, which actually I Travis brought up, and I think I bring it up every single year we have the Royal Rumble. WWE has a big music problem, because I don't know who the fuck anybody is when the music hits. Seriously. Like, you get the 10 count, the countdown, the buzzer. Who is it? Uh, I, I don't know. Put their name on the screen. Mm-hmm. You're like, Everybody's you're music like everybody is generic like as fuck. Towards the stage. Yeah. I don't think even the crowd knows. They're all looking like, who is it? There's a couple I'm... of people's music that it's like, okay, I know, but like, they're the established star. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the Drew McIntyre I knew. Uh, when Braun Breaker fucking came out, I was like, who? Right. Like, I, I had no idea Braun Breaker was coming. I had no idea Carmelo Hayes was coming out. Anybody who's like not a main eventer and has like a signature, like, sword sheath or call their name or whatever. And it's just a generic theme when you have no idea who it is. It was definitely one of those moments where I was like, dude, who is this? I knew the Miz. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's just, yeah, awesome. Oh, that's the Miz. <laughs> that's Miz. Oh, God. <laughs> yep, let's get a fucking, let's get a goddamn fucking music guy in here, please. Yeah, um, I'd, be, I'd be more than happy for CFO to come back. I, I recognize their music. They weren't right. the best, but I recognized them. Right. Everybody was a little bit different. Um, or bring back Jim Johnson, greatest fucking composer of all time. Seriously. And put him in the Hall of Fame, please. That too. Okay, let's let's get to the elephant in the room. Um, and Moses, you can kick us off because I was obviously you've already addressed it with TSK. Oh yeah. Like we touched on it last week because it came out. Um, that he, uh, the accusations came out and then he stepped down after the show, I think. So we didn't really get a chance to address that. But the Vince McMahon scandal has just spread like a virus. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure how in the loop you are about this one, Corey. But so Vince McMahon had another had another uh, young lady come forward uh, in a lawsuit. They went right to the federal, like, right to the federal court. Uh, this one's bad. You know what I mean? It went from a, uh, it went from what I call, was calling it originally, you know, to be just a normal, you know, like boss employee sex scandal to quite scarily. I can't put any better words to a fucking sex trafficking ring. Um, yeah. you, you, you know what I mean? It's it's super bad. It's this this poor young lady had had not only Vince McMahon forcing himself on her, locking him uh, her in rooms, paying her off with Bloomingdale gift cards. But then would bring in people like John Laurinaitis, who would then want to schedule meeting or like these, you know, meetings, if you will, around his meetings. And it's like, what? You know, he would, he would, he would, he had provocatively, not provocatively, he had a wrestler named Sex Toys, and he still has them apparently. I don't know how true any of this shit really is. Um, I mean, I, I do believe his actions. I don't know about the Sex Toys things. I do believe the actions. I mean, they sound just like Vince. Um, he would just have his way. 
with with people, and I, I'm I'm sure she's not the only one. That's what breaks my heart the most. You know what I mean? And it's as the TSK had come to conclusion, it just it it tarnishes the 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 news of it Netflix, which was gigantic by the way. It tarnished the news of The Rock joining TKO. It tarnished the possible news of Okada going over there, which, trust me, it's not fucking happening now. And it literally paints WWE, like, working for WWE in the fucking worst way possible. It's like, I wouldn't even want to be a wrestler there now. And I mean, heaven for fucking bid, you know, Vince comes back and he just looks at me a certain way. Hey, baby girl, you want to push? No, no, I don't. I'll fucking hang out in catering. Thank you. You know, or yeah, you could fire me. Like, but this is, it's disgusting. And, and when he resigned to me, I don't know about the rest of the TSK, but they might be in the, my, uh, in my same boat. When he resigned, it was an admission of guilt. Yeah. And like, he tried to cover it up with his statement saying, no, I'm just doing it. Uh, you know, so they're not associated with me, but they are associated with you. Cause you were there at they the are. time. Yeah, they like, are. dude, this would be the first time in what seventy years that a man has like not ran the company. Uh, seven, yeah, something like seventy. Um, and then like Triple H is only related by marriage. Yeah, um, and Triple H, I, I got a feel for like. Yeah, Triple seriously. H, I see is like the squeakiest clean guy. Oh, okay, yeah, like the shit with Stephanie in China, whatever. But other than that. He's he's always been squeaky clean. There's never been any controversy around Triple H. Um, he gets the wrestling audience. He pushes all these rookies and everything. But I saw like people ragging on him for the press conference for giving like non-answers. Like, what's he supposed to say? Yeah, seriously. Like you, people you, were pressing him hard. Like, dude, there's some shit that you can and cannot say. I mean, dude, this is a very big thing. And the questions he was asked, I understand, like, Triple H couldn't answer none of that. He was just focused in, like, the positives of the Royal Rumble. And I I agree with that, but when you blatantly say, I didn't read the lawsuit, that's what got me. You know what I mean? It was like, I can understand everything else, you know what I mean? Defer, defer, defer. You know what I mean? Hey, the Royal Rumble was great. Hey, y'all saw fucking Jordan Grace, uh, you know, fucking da-da-da-da. Play it up, you know what I mean? Something... But the reality was, is when he was like, I didn't read the lawsuit. You're full of shit. You're full of fucking shit, dude. I'm sorry. And it it just, I said it with the boys and the boys had agreed with me. I thought anybody tied with the McMahon name needs to go away. And that included Triple H, even if it meant for a little bit. You know what I mean? Even if it went going into hiding, he damn sure shouldn't have had a fucking press conference after the fucking rumble. That's for sure. But he didn't. Yeah. It it was unfortunate, Simon, too, because obviously... The Rumble was a huge success, and Netflix was huge, Rock was huge, and he said he wants to focus on the positives, and there was a lot of positives, but they were obviously going to press him about the Vince stuff, and you could you could understand why he'd be frustrated, like, I wouldn't talk about this success, but we got this shadow of this old fucker. The dark cloud. Yeah. Raining on the parade, uh, literally. Literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't read the lawsuit either. I've read about it from articles and stuff, so I can kind of see that side. But like you say, I'm gonna, he's connected to Vince through like family and business and everything, so you would expect him to read it. It's uh, Well, not only that, but my whole... Here's my problem. I wouldn't say problem with it. It's 
not only it when you tell me that you didn't read the lawsuit, then it one, what do you know? That way, you know, I, mean, I didn't have to read the lawsuit. It's because it kind of it also kind of came off like that to me. Like I didn't have to. I didn't know what the fucking old man does. But that was the shock. That's the thing that it makes all this for me a little bit worse. Is it's that's why I also said like he needs to go away. Everybody needs to go away because there's no way you worked in this office. And in this whole fucking building, regardless of how many fucking floors it is and whatever, and did yeah. not know this shit was going on. There's no fucking way. The custodian probably fucking knew. You know what I mean? The night crew, poor bastards, had to clean up after these fucks. Oh. You know what I mean? <sighs> it just, it's, but, uh, <laughs> but like we said, it, it doesn't shock us. When we heard about it, we weren't shocked at all. Uh, maybe that's where Triple H comes from. Like, he didn't know, but he's not surprised. So, like, I don't need to read it because, yeah, that he probably did do that shit. I mean, hell, he's been married to Stephanie for how long? Of course, he knew something about the old man. Well, yeah, I mean, look, that was crystal clear when she walked out when he forced his way back onto the board. And the whole thing. Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, well, she started a special committee to try to figure out what was going down in the first place. They did nothing. Yeah. And then returned like $11 million or $13 million back to WWE. They wait, AKA she wasted resources to attempt to cover up her dad, mm-hmm. which is exactly why Shane ran the fuck away. It's not, he didn't like, Oh, well, Hey, let me go to China to make this, whatever the fuck he did. And he was like, Nope. Bye. I don't want no part of this. Speaking of Shane, smart. man, speaking of Shane, he's been relatively quiet. As he yeah. I mean, I have, I have seen that he's been mentioned, though, like rumored to have tried to put a stop to this kind of stuff before, or Vince has tried to get him involved, and he's just been like, "Nope." Yeah, this is fucking dumb. It's a company. You don't go fucking people in your company unless you're like that's your wife. And you're like, "Oh well, I pay her anyway." I'm just that's a terrible joke. I'm sorry, but it's true. It yeah. is true. That is his mindset. I'm Vince McMahon. Damn it! I'll just get fifteen thousand dollars in blue nail gift cards. Let that ring in your boy's head. Yeah, um, and I've whenever stuff like this comes out about anybody, I've always kind of been on the fence, like, well, I don't know, I wasn't there, I don't know all the facts, um, and I'm not straight up saying, yeah, Vince did it, he's a fucking dirty old fucker, but it doesn't surprise me, and I'm not shocked, and I would not be surprised if he is guilty, but of course, unfortunately, due to idiots 500 years ago accusing people of witchcraft and everything, we have to have trials, because you can't just take everybody's word. This is true. But uh, whatever the outcome, I hope it's all based on truth and mm-hmm. facts and whoever the guilty party is gets what he or she deserves. Um, all right. Before we take a look at this past week, let's go back even further in this week in wrestling history. Take them out. Let's jump into this week in wrestling history. It's going to be a short one this week because last week it was rumble crazy. We had, I gave you all every single winner from I think 2000 to 2000 to today, I should say, or minus these past winners. So this week, let's go with some NXT. I only got three for you, but let's hop into it with NXT TakeOver Phoenix, January 26, 2019. Hanson and Rowe defeat. Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, the Undisputed Era, to win the NXT Tag Team Championships. Matt Riddle submits Cassius Ono in a nine-minute banger. Johnny Gargano defeats Ricochet to become the NXT 
North American champion. Bianca Belair is unable to defeat Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. And it was Tommaso Ciampa for, against Aleister Black for the NXT title. Tommaso Ciampa walks away champ. Ooh, let's go to Philly. We keep on with the takeovers. We go January 27th. 2018 for the Wells Fargo Center. Ooh. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly retain the NXT Tag Team Championships against Aikman Razar, the House of Pain. Or the Authors of Pain. House of Pain? Authors of Pain. It's been so long they've been on television, I can barely remember. Now that they're back, it's great. So, speaking of a guy that's been around, uh, been gone forever and just decided to randomly come back, the Velveteen Dream pinned Cassius Ono. Ember Moon defended the NXT Women's Champion successfully against Shayna Baszler. Aleister Black and Adam Cole went to war in an Extreme Rules match. Aleister Black came out the victor. And it was Johnny Gargano attempting to derail Andrade Cien Almas' NXT title reign. And he could not do it after they went 32 minutes. Andrade is still NXT champion. And the last one, probably one of the best ones. NXT TakeOver San Antonio, January 28th, 2017, from the Fremont Coliseum. That's how you going to get the first one. Might as well get the last two. We had EY. We all remember when Eric Young was in NXT. Eric Young defeats Ty Dillinger in the open match, in a 10-minute opener. Roderick Strong defeats Andrade Cianonymous in a, in a following match that just gives me all the hope in the world. Aikman Razar beat DIY Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa to win the NXT Tag Team Championships. In a fatal four-way for the NXT Women's title, it's Billy Kay, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, and Asuka. Asuka, still NXT Women's Champ. And in the main event, back in the days of the glorious one, Bobby Roode takes on Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT Championship and the glorious one becomes the glorious NXT champion as Bobby Roode defeats the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura. And that, ladies and gentlemen, it was short, it was sweet, it was all about NXT. This was your week in wrestling history. Now let's kick it back to the boys and the champ. Let's go. been on the good side, and I've been on the dark side. I've sat on the jury, and I've also been an outlaw. In the end, I had to do this for myself. Sometimes, you gotta take a leap of faith. Oh 
Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show and the Cypher Show this week. This is your captain. He is LFA. Make sure you are liking and subscribed on YouTube, especially this week. Uh, follow us everywhere, and for all the information you need, go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Do it right now. But before we continue with some promo action, let's recap this past week in wrestling. We're obviously skipping WWE because, you know, we predicted the Royal Rumble, all that fun stuff. But let's jump into it with some fun impact in three, two. So let's kick off Impact. Chris Bay defeated Kevin Knight with the Art of Finesse and after the match as he celebrates with Ace Austin, grizzled young veterans attack ABC and hold up the tag team titles. We see a new vignette for Ash by Elegance. Frankie Kazarian then explains his attack on Eric Young last week but Rich Swan interrupts. Kazarian walks off but AJ Francis walks up and shares words with Rich Swan. Dirty Dango and Oleg Prudius squash a couple of nerds. Dango sits on a chair and talks on the phone while Oleg starts throwing bodies around the ring. Dango then tags in and hits his finisher for the win. Backstage, Santino interrupts Grizzled Young Vets, but ABC try to attack and security have to keep them apart. Finally, Santino books a best of three series, which starts next week. In Trinity's final TNA appearance, Jordan Grace defended the Knockouts Championship in a Hard to Kill rematch, and as they trade covers, Grace stacks Trinity for the win. After the match, Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans attack both Grace and Trinity, with Giselle standing tall over them, holding her X. Backstage, The System addressed tonight's main event as they will face Mortar City Machine Guns and Kazuchika Okada. Elsewhere, Josh Alexander wonders about his future before Alan Angels interrupts and says he's going to introduce a new talk show called The Sound Chip. Angels begs Josh to be his first guest and help him out as Josh finally agrees. Nick Nemeth makes his TNA in-ring debut with a win over Zachary Wentz. After the match, Trey Miguel tries to attack Nemeth, hits a danger zone on him. Steve Macklin attacks from behind, but Nemeth manages to hit him with a danger zone as well. Super Ziggles stands tall. Backstage, Rhino and Crazy Steve exchange words. MK Ultra defeat Danny Luna and Jody Threat with a meet in the middle followed by a double pile driver. And after the match, MK Ultra continue the attack on Threat and Luna. And in the main event, an emotional return for Okada to TNA saw Kazuchika Okada and the Mono City Machine Guns defeat the system as Okada hits a Rainmaker on Myers and Shelly follows it up with a shell shock. And that's it for Impact, now over to Moses for the Rampage Report. Get into all the fun action that went down on this past Friday on Rampage. John Moxley defeats Lee Moriarty after the match. Moxley went to shake Moriarty's hand, but then was attacked by Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty. So I'm guessing maybe a Shane Taylor versus John Moxley. Sign me up. Backstage, Angelo Parker asked Anna Jay if she had anything to do with Harley Cameron kissing him. <clears throat> Cameron slapped him and said she couldn't believe that Parker would ask such a thing. How dare you make these assumptions, accusations? Kenoste Takeshita defeats Christopher Daniels. CD gets some CV time. 
Afterwards, Don Callis called out Chris Jericho, challenged him to a match against Takesta in two weeks' time. But uh, Kyle Fletcher spoke up that Takesta already has a shot against Jericho, so next week he wants him. Callis agrees, and so it'll be Fletcher first, then Takesta. Backstage, Action Andrade and Top Flight argue with Private Party yet again because, you know, inner turmoil. That's how they do these young cats. They just they don't know how to keep a cool head, these young kids. Anna Jay defeated Ruby Soho despite being ambushed before the match. Things ended after the uh, the referee caught Soraya and Harley Cameron trying to cause distractions, which allowed Jay to kick out of the disaster destination unknown, hit a blockbuster, then lock in the Queen Slayer for the win. Backstage, my man Eddie Kingston makes it clear he has zero respect for Brian Danielson before issuing a challenge to Willie Mack for the following collision. I, that sounds like a banger already. And in the main event, it's Commander and El Hijo del Vikingo, Kip Sabian, and Andy Williams to earn a shot at, Chris, at uh, Orange Cassidy. I was going to say Trish Jericho's <laughs> international, Orange Cassidy's international championship. So Commander gets his shot. And uh, we're skipping SmackDown because, obviously, the Rumble. So let's get this AEW talk going, and we'll do the whole snippety-stang-bang. All right. feels better this is like easy like this this is okay so went from the rampage roads or whatever the rampage road collision course let's go <laughs> john moxley and claudio castagnoli defeat the team of shane taylor and lee moriarty as moxley chokes out taylor using the choke beautifully by the by beautifully mustached roderick strong mike bennett and matt taven uh confront commander backstage with strong looking for an alliance which is uh, kind of threw me for one adding commander to the loops but hey Let's go with it. Orange Cassidy defeated Commander to retain the AEW International title as the Undisputed Kingdom watched from ringside after the match. Strong dropped Cassidy, uh, dropped Strong dropped Cassidy's title at his feet and left. Obviously, we're building towards Revolution. Backstage, uh, Daniel Garcia is laid out and bloodied as Daddy Magic checks on him. Mar uh, Mar Mar Ooh, Mariah May, oh my god, so the, the vision of her came into my head and I'd lost just all feeling. I'm sure you boys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mariah May defeated Lady Frost with Mayday. We find out Swerve Strickland has selected uh, to uh, Toa Luiana as Hangman Adam Page's opponent for this week's Dynamite. Hangman responds to Swerve uh, and teases that RVD will be Strickland's opponent on Dynamite, but doesn't outright confirm it. It's kind of, it, it, it was, it was kind of obvious, kind of obvious, a little bit. Angus Kingston defeated Willie Mag uh, in a proving ground match with the spinning back fist. Gotta love that spinning back fist. Brian Danielson defeated Yuji Nagata, Mwah, beautiful stuff, with a Bissaka knee after the match. The two shook hands, but Eddie Kingston didn't buy it because obviously, you know, he can't respect no man. But Brian Danielson's a scumbag. Scumbag. That's how they say it in New York, scumbag. Anyway. Backstage, Mark Briscoe offers to replace Daniel Garcia to team with FTR if he cannot compete. FTR and then the Briscoe, I like it. Backstage, Brian Cage has is, says he's tired of all the allegations or all the attention Hook has been getting. Hook has sh uh, shown up and seemingly gave Cage an open challenge. In her in-ring debut, or return, I should say, not debut, 
Uh, Serena Deeb, thank God she's back, defeated Robin Renegade with the Serenity Lock after the match. Deeb says she is back to elevate the women's division and she has her eyes on the women's championship. So many women in this division. It's not stacked, it's just right. We get a video package showing various CMLL stars appearing soon in AEW. And trust me, we'll get into all those when we get into Dynamite. And in the main event, the House of Black jump Briscoe on his way to the ring, tossing him off the stage through a bunch of tables. Oh, damn them bastards. Daniel Garcia eventually comes out uh, with his head bandaged up, joins FTR as they pick up the win uh, in the escape of the match. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks to the Briscoe slamming the door in Black's face as Garcia escapes the cage to win his for the win for the team. Oh my God! Bumbling and stumbling and fumbling. Good stuff. Quality show. But now let's keep uh, let's get going. We you know we got to re let's recap the aftermath of this craziness. Not necessarily craziness, but this you know this story ending rumble. So let's finish the story. But before we do that, it's time for Cap to take one for the team. Good God, he must work for Vince McMahon. He's going into Raw. An emotional CM Punk opened up Raw with his arm in a sling and confirmed he tore his tricep at the Royal Rumble and that main eventing WrestleMania is not in the cards. But he says he it's just a speed bump and he will be back before Drew McIntyre interrupts to literally add insult to injury. They trade words back and forth before McIntyre attacks, doing further damage to Punk's arm until Sami Zayn makes the save and it looks like we're not going to be seeing Punk until at least SummerSlam as he undergoes surgery after Raw. Backstage, the Judgment Day finally get on the same page and agree there are no more distractions. Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Damian Priest then defeat DIY to retain the Tag Team Championships with Finn Balor landing at Coup de Gras on Champa. After the match, Priest says they all owe our truth an apology and calls Truth down to the ring. Priest tries to apologize but Truth cuts him off with nonsense about liquidating assets and so forth. Priest tells Truth he is not part of the Judgment Day and never was. Priest then uh, says he likes Truth, which is why he's not going to be the one to do this. Priest then walks away as Dominic McDonough and Balor attack Truth. The Miz tries to make the save, but is quickly beaten down by the Judgment Day as well. Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler defeat Chelsea Green and Piper Niven as the bad luck continues for the former women's tag team champions. Cody Rhodes arrives in the ring to celebrate his back-to-back -back Rumble wins, but is soon interrupted by Seth Rollins. The world champion congratulates Rhodes and seriously puts over the world championship ahead of the WWE championship, calling it one for the posters and the frauds, while the world, world title is the workhorse title. Rollins then urges Rhodes to choose him at WrestleMania, instead of Roman. Jey Uso defeated Bronson Reed with a spear and an Uso splash. Backstage, Andrade El Idolo officially signs with Raw. Becky Lynch says she will bring the Women's Championship back to the main event where it belongs. We are likely getting Becky versus Rhea at WrestleMania. Gunford defeated Kofi Kingston to retain the Intercontinental Championship and after the match, Kaiser and Vinci attack Woods and Kingston. The Kabuki Warriors defeated uh, Natalia and Tegan Knox to retain the Women's Tag Team Championships. Backstage, Katana Chance and Caden Carter announced they have a rematch for the Tag Team titles next week. Bailey arrives with damage control to celebrate her Rumble win. 
Rhea Ripley interrupts and tells Bailey she accomplished nothing. Nia Jax then attacks Rhea Ripley from behind as they fight into the ring. Jax continues the assault on Ripley as damage control leaves Bailey in the ring alone with Jax. Jax gets in Bailey's face and Bailey says she will make her WrestleMania decision on SmackDown, which for us is tomorrow night. Sky does not look happy. And in the main event, Drew McIntyre defeated Sami Zayn with a Claymore. And before we get back to AEW, this is Beer's NXT Round. guys it's your boy beer here for the nxt round this is your nxt review from the 30th of january show kicks off with carmel hayes and trick williams defeating the lwo to reach the dusty classic final to take on braun breaker and baron corbin at vengeance day very good tag team match great showing by the lwo but the trick mellow gang get the dub after the match Obafemi attacks the LWO and Dragon Lee comes to the rescue of the LWO? No. Uh, he gets overpowered by the massive North American champion. This guy is going to be special. Ava Rain announces that Ridge Holland is going to face Lexus King tonight after Lexus interrupts a conversation between Ava and Ridge when Ridge wanted the Gallus boys three on one. Not a good idea, buddy. Roxanne Perez defeats Tatum Paxley with the Pop Rocks. Lara Valkyria sits on commentary. Now this match, I've said, should be the main event. But it looks like it's going to be Ilya and Trick will close the show. Lullavice defeats Electra Lopez, which for me is Electra's final NXT appearance. We all saw on SmackDown Live, she joined up with uh, Santos, Angel and Competito for Legado del Fantasma. Now I am a fan of Electra now on the main roster. <clears throat> we see Dijak watching a video of him and Joe Gacy having a bit of a brawl. Joe Gacy walks in. Joe Gacy's now a face, by the way, which I'm a fan of. And then they start brawling with each other. Leads to one later on. We're right before the Heritage Cup Championship match. They were found on the top of the building. Joe Gacy gets booted by Dijak into a dumpster. Hmm. Now, there is a match to sign between Dominic Dijakovic and Joe Gacy. No holds barred. That is going to be a war. Please bring that blood for this match. Lexus King defeats Ridge Holland in quite a hard-hitting match. Um, my guy wins again. If he's not the NXT champion by the end of the year, Sean, I'm coming after you, buddy. After the, during the match, the Gallus boys attack Ridge Holland after the match. Ridge gets us gets a steel chair slammed into his legs. What does that mean for Ridge? But Ridge has improved since going to NXT. Chuck and Mello celebrate the victory backstage. Mello giving a bit of a pep talk saying, can you trust Ilya? Does that mean that Ilya is a bit under pressure facing Trick this Sunday? Chase you have a promo in the ring. Is it closing for good? Ah, Chase you going bankrupt. The answer is no. JC Jane had other ideas. JC Jane announces that there is a women's Chase U calendar being released this Sunday. And I, for one, I will be getting that calendar. There's 12 little sweet chickadees on there. Probably advise you get it yourself. 
We see a promo with uh, Tony D'Angelo channeling Stats Lorenzo and Adriano Rizzo showing OTM and vice versa later on. Which means that match is going to be set for Vengeance Day and I am fully looking forward to that. Ariana Grace defeats Fallon in quite a short match. Ariana is absolutely great. She is the daughter of Santina Morella, hence where she gets her hilarious stuff from. During the match, Lash Legend attacks Fallon Henley and leads to Ariana getting the one, two, three. Later on in that night, Fallon Henley and Ren Sinclair, they go after Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend during the Heritage Cup match. Speaking of the Heritage Cup match, Noem Dar retains the Heritage Cup against Von Wagner. Leads to the end with Von putting Oromensa through the announce table. So that feud is far from over. To close the show, Trick and Ilya have the stare down on the go-home show. I think Ilya will retain. I think it might be a bit too soon for Trick. I'd be surprised if Trick wins this Sunday. It's going to lead to Mello turning on Trick. For me, or if Trick wins the title, it will lead to Mello being a bit more jealous. And Mello, at some point, will turn heel on Trick before Mello's inevitable call-up to the main roster. Anyway, out of five, I would give the show only just about a three. Um, there wasn't a lack of, there was a lack of wrestling tonight, especially for a go-home show. The tag team match to start the show, I thought was great. After that, the show was, a, it just didn't seem right. It was, was not a lot of wrestling, so I was a bit disappointed. But for a go-home show, you expect it really, but be sure you're watching Vengeance Day this Sunday. You are in for a banger of a show. Anyway, that is your NXT Roundup, and I will see you next week. Hey guys, it's Beer back again, and this is going to be my NXT Vengeance Day prediction round. Now, not many of the boys on Max watch NXT. I do watch it religiously. I watch it every week, and uh, I am... Looking forward to the show on Sunday. Now, there are six matches that is ready for the show. We've got uh, three championship matches. We've, and I'm going to start off with my prediction of the no disqualification match between Dominic Dijakovic and Joe Gacy. Yes, his name's Dijak, but I still call him Dominic Dijakovic. Um, my prediction, I think Dijak will get the dub. Uh, I think this match is... This could lead to another match down the line, but... This match, I think, is going to be brutal. Joe Gacy, for me, has been great since turning face. However, I think Dijak will get the win. And Dijak will be in the main event picture. In when likes of Mello, Breaker and Ilya, as I said, the Holy Trinity, when they get called to the main roster. <clears throat> We've got a six-person mixed tag match. We've got the family. Tony D'Angelo, Channing Stax Lorenzo and Adriana Rizzo against OTM, Lucian Price, Bronco Nima and Jada Parker. Now, will Scripps play a part in this match? I think it is going to be OTM will get the win. Uh, I think that they need a big win from somewhere. I understand Tony D and Channing Stax Lorenzo are the tag team champions. But I think OTM need a big win from somewhere. Put them in the tag team title photo. There will be a tag team match down the line between them two. Lyra Valkyria and Roxanne Perez. Uh, this is a tough one to call. I think Lyra will retain. I think Tatum Paxley is going to play a role in this match. For me, this is going to be the part where you could say this is the farewell for Roxanne Perez. Um, I think she will be called up after WrestleMania. 
I think they'll have another match at Stand and Deliver. And I think it is going to be the farewell to Roxanne Perez. And Roxanne's been great in NXT. But anytime um, a lady, a girl from NXT goes to the main roster, Shawn Michaels has got instant replacements in. So Shawn Michaels is using that women's division so well. And I am glad he is. North American Championship match. Uh, Oberfemi against Dragon Lee. Ooh, now, I think Oberfemi will retain because I feel that um, Oberfemi's only just had the belt put on him. And Dragon Lee's technically a SmackDown star, but he's in NXT a little bit more recently. He's not been on SmackDown for quite some time now, so it's very interesting what they are got planned with Dragon Lee. Will Dragon Lee go back to SmackDown Live very soon? Who knows? But I can only see uh, the big man retaining the North American Championship. We've got the Men's Dusty Cup Final. We've got Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker take on Kamal Hayes and Chuck Williams. This is going to be where the show is interesting, by the way. Because um, uh, Trick is in two matches. I can see Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker winning. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of dissension in the ranks between Melo and Trick. Um, so I think Corbin and Breaker will win the Dusty um, the Custard Cup. The winners will get a future tag team title shot against Tony D'Angelo, Channing Sazzarenzo. I'm going to go with the Wolf Dogs. I love Mello, love Trick, but I can only see Baron and Braun before Braun's inevitable call-up to the main roster. Speaking of Trick, the main event for me, even though I think the main event should be Lyra and Roxanne, the main event will likely be Ilya Dragunov defending the NXT Championship against Trick Williams. Now, we've not seen Ilya properly in the ring since the injury he suffered by Ridge Holland. Now, I think Ilya will retain. Um, I love Trick. Trick is the most over guy in NXT right now. Do I think it's a bit too early for Trick? Yes. 100% a bit too soon. He only really became a solo star back in around September of last year. And also with um, he won the um, North American Championship. He beat Dom. And then he um, dropped the belt a couple of days later. Which I thought it was a bit surprising. But I think for me, because Trick is so over, it's a very tough call. But for me, I'm going to go with Ilya. And I think Ilya will drop the belt and stand and deliver before his also inevitable call. Anyway, that's my NXT predictions. Do I do a watch on this Sunday? Well, I'm thinking about it. We've got a few alcohol beverages in the fridge ready. So uh, I might be doing a watch along. It won't be on the Max channel. It might be on my own channel. And uh, yeah, and that's our January 434. Thank you for watching. And I'm going to go back to the Max. All right, let's get into Dynamite. And it was, um, I like, there were some likes, there were some not so likes. But let's talk mm. about one of the things that I, oh, I'm going to harp on a little bit. In a very back and forth match for no good goddamn reason, John Mockie defeats Jeff Hardy by choking him out. He also does that stupid twisting of something in his ear hole thing. Always weirds me out. Uh, mm. This meant uh, Moxie was uh, opened up a rampage, collision, and Dynamite this past week. Good for him. And after the match, Mox offered to shake Jeff's hand. Uh, he told him to shove it. Mox then taunts CML stars sitting on the outside, and they come in and absolutely destroy him. It was like it was like Mascara Storado, or uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think I fucked that name up already. Um, yeah, there's a but CMLL is invading. 
Okay. Um, and that already brings up the idea that the TSK is thinking maybe the next Forbidden Door is going south rather <clears> than <throat> towards Japan. So we'll see how this goes. Hangman Adam Page versus Toa Leona in a dealer's choice match. This was so good. Leona tries to attack Hangman after the match, but Hangman dodges it. Leo rolls out of the ring and decides to to just absolutely destroy a floor, a fucking chair, and just one shot, bing, bang, <laughs> right in half. Uh, mm. Excellent showing by Toa Leona. I mean, this guy, you couldn't have had a better match against Hangman. This was perfect. Hopefully he gets more of a better push. Uh, don't ever, ever call Matthew and Nicholas by their whatever names that you think you can call them by. It is Matthew and Nicholas, or it is a $500 fine. As they arrive in the limo and yell at some fucking nerd. <laughs> With uh, Adam Cole on commentary, the rest of the undis of uh, the United Kingdom are ringside as Wardlow defeats Commander despite a valiant effort from Commander. Uh, undisputed uh, fill the ring as Mike Bennett rolls Commander back in. There's supposed to be an extra like power bomb from Wardlow. He's grabbing at his knee. Orange Cassidy and the best friends prevent an attack. He put it on Twitter that he's fine. A normal human wouldn't be fine. I heard today he's not fine. It's a torn meniscus. He's going to get confirmed later today. But it may not be that bad. Or he might be able to work with it. So it might be like a, you know, six-week rehab or something. Who knows? Maybe they'll just say fuck it. And he might just grown man it out. But, again, seeing seeing the expression, seeing how he walked. NFL guys do it all the time. You can't hold your emotions back. We knew, I knew it was a fucking bad injury. Uh, Skibo doing backstage interviews, sit down style in a fucking high school gym, what it looked like. Darby Allen, Sting trade, uh, Darby Allen and Sting trade words with Ricky Starks and Big Bill, who has apparently just one hat uh, ahead of their match at Revolution. And uh, it's going to, it's going to be good. I think this actually is like next, isn't it not next week? It's not at Revolution? Revolution. Uh, it's a month away now, March 3rd. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. March the third. I don't know why I thought it was February. Jumping ahead of myself. Chris Jericho defeats Kyle Fletcher before Tanoska Takesta stares him down uh, on the stage. Dude, they tried everything to fucking beat goddamn Chris Jericho, and he came out looking like goddamn Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I love it. Good job. Good job, AEW. Any video package, Deanna Prazo shares a story of her matching tattoos that she got with Tony Storm as they were traveling Japan, chasing their dreams. What does that tattoo mean to you, Tony? Fucking great tattoo. It's a two. That's right. Uh, in a segment uh, with no good goddamn purpose other than to put themselves over, which, hey, why not? The Bang Bang Scissor Gang have fun with some words. Um, they say, hey, we fired, what was it? We, we fired Card Blade a long time ago. Get the, get the cardboard juice or whatever was it with card juice or uh, Juice board, I think is what they called it. Yeah. I forget, but it was fucking hilarious. And then uh, Austin tries to take his dad's thing. He's like, I'm literally standing right here. Oh, shit, my bad. So fucking good shit. Backstage, uh, myth, uh, Nicholas and Matthew, I cannot call him the Young Bucks. Nicholas and Matthew tell Darby uh, that Sting is leeching off of them and that he should uh, form a trios, which I, I kind of don't hate. But in the main event, Samoa Joe on commentary. If his commentary isn't great, and Tony, Storm, like Tony Storm's is fantastic, but fucking Samoa Joe's just on that level, which we didn't talk about. Tony Storm, you cannot do commentary. I can't watch the match when you do commentary. You're too goddamn good. Don't and somebody stop pissing on uh, Tony Storm's seat. And apparently, it's a souffle. <laughs> yeah. It's a souffle, and and, and and the Tasmaniac is the is the human duplex machine. So I love this. Tony Storm is the greatest thing ever. 
Swerve Strickland defeated Rob Van Dam in a hardcore match. Uh, Hangman appears on screen and tells him, he's like, you know, the great thing about dealer's choice is not only do you take, pick the opponent, you pick the match. Uh, Rob Van Dam looked fucking great. I don't understand how his body looks like he's 25 and his face looks like he's 57. Yeah, but it, um, it does. I mean, as Taz said, Van Dam <laughs> is somehow always ready to go. <laughs> Seriously. Yoga. I swear I said DDP yoga. It's got to be the DDP yoga. Yoga After and 420. Match, Hangman confronts Swerve, and they finally agree to have one more match. I was hoping for like a steel cage or whatever, but it looks like Winner gets Samoa Joe, and it goes down next week. Yeah, I mean, we weren't sure how they were going to up the stakes after the death match. Um, but, like, you got a world title shot on the line, so I guess that'll do. Yeah, I like it. It's good stuff. What'd you think? What'd you think there, Corey? Did you like this? Are you are you, are you pulling for are you pulling for Swerve or are you pulling for Hangman? I'm gonna be honest, like <laughs> both both have banger matches when they face each other. Like, you know, it's hard to tell at this point, but if I had mm-hmm. to go with anybody right now, you got to go for the person that's been red hot ever since. And I'm going to say Swerve Strickland's going to take that. Right. Swerve when I drive. Swerve until I die because he's the man. Still to come. The captain goes to therapy. We award twat and yeet points. But first, Beer would like to address his attack at the hands of Anos Maskless at last week's promo podcast promo Rumble, which cost him. The world title. That masked fucker. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. I tried to be a nice guy. I tried to play by your rules. All right. Let me show you something. There, last week, where I was laid out, I was attacked in the middle of my own home, right by my door, when some goon decided to jump me from behind. You want to know one thing? You left me laying in my own blood, but let me rest assure you one thing. You did not kill me. And I'm Masquerous. I don't know what you're trying to prove. Or I don't know who you are, who you think you are. Well, let me tell you what. You hide behind a mask. Not a sign of a coward. It's a sign of a weakness. But let me one, say one thing to you now, boy. You want to mess with me? And pal, you're messing with the wrong, fire-breathing son of a bitch. And believe me. When I find out who you are, you're going to get the absolute worst thrashing of your life. Not only will I rip that mask off your face, not only will I make you scream for your life, and I'm going to make you pay for your sins. Not maskless. You cost me the shot of becoming the world heavyweight champion. The old saying, payback is hell. But let me tell you what, if you ever get in my business again, it will be the last thing you ever do is to piss off 
this fire-breathing son of a bitch. And you can bank on that, bitch. Thank you all so much for joining us for Podcast Promo Rumble 9 last week. It was emotional, to say the least. But we also unveiled a surprise new event coming on February 29th, the first ever Max Wrestling Leap of Faith. We're now officially on the road to WrestleMania and Promomania, and it all goes down in just over three weeks. Three weeks. Speaking of surprises, we are already seeing one into our main event as the world champion Cypher is into challenge to none other than the man they call the Kingpin. He's a, he's a doctor now, ladies and gentlemen. Just address him correctly. Dr. Kingpin. Dr. Kingpin. Dr. We last Kingpin. saw the Kingpin. Congratulate Cypher on his Lionheart Award just a few weeks ago. But it has been over two and a half years since we last saw him compete. Will he accept his challenge? I am. Me too. I am buzzed to see the Kingpin again. I'm buzzed to see the Kingpin too because that's when you when you already at the top, you know you want to get higher on the food chain. So I want I want the Kingpin at leap of faith. Like I need I want him. I will do literally anything to face the Kingpin and beat him at leap of faith. Yeah, and like Travis said last week, uh, Kingpin is notoriously the hardest man on the planet to get hold of. So, Kingpin, if you do happen to be listening, please accept the challenge. Um, but you can go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash leap for more information and on the subject of challenges. Uh, last week, I lost three titles. Knowledge, TV, and even the predictions. But still got one left. So I figure, let's go all or nothing. I got my co-tag team champion right here this week. So how about we issue an open challenge for Leap of Faith. Tag titles on the line. Best of seven trivia. I'm down with it. Like, who's going to step up and take the tag team titles? Because, I like, there's people out there that wants to. Uh, I know there's people out there hungry and they want it. So you're going to have to show that your appetite's right. Because if it ain't, get the fuck away from the table. <laughs> Tell like it is, big dog. Tell like it is. All right, we'll see who steps up in the coming weeks. Uh, whoever it is, whoever it is that does want to face us, you got like three weeks. So step up. Let's go. This is going to be interesting. Oh, All right, then. Let's put some bad points on the board. It is time for this week's Twatometer. Breaking the fucking scale today. Expect even less from a bunch of neckbeard stinky twats. And we're going to put multiple points on the board this week too because we have a special guest. Cypher also gets to put some twat points on the board. Fuck yeah, right. baby, let's go. Who are we going with first? Who's who's been naughty this week? I mean, we're on the huh. been naughty this week. I can't. So we've said it. You know, it's already like a five pointer. I think we gave Naito ten because you know Naito. Come on, fucking Naito. Um. I'm gonna again. I said I'm breaking the scale. So an easy hundred twat points to Vincent Kennedy McMahon, um, <laughs> like guaranteeing you to <laughs> win it this year. And if it's not, and if it's not, I'm going to be flabbergasted. Do you understand me? Flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. The, the limit is five points, but for Vincent McMahon, I'll make an exception. For Thank Vincent McMahon, he he got he gets all the twat points, all of them, every single one of them. It's right. just, it's brutal, dude. 
It's brutal in the worst ways. Like I said, you said you didn't read the lawsuit. I did, and I felt sick to my fucking stomach. It's that. Yeah, bad. I mean, the, the articles was bad enough. Mm-hmm. Without going into too much detail, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't read it. I don't, I don't even know where to find it. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> oh, <sighs> Cipher, who we gave him some points to? You got somebody else on the list? Who else has been a piece of crap? Man, listen, like I don't think nothing or nobody is going to top VKM Junior. <laughs> At this point, like no, no like no, sir. That's no, seriously, nobody's going to beat him. Like there's, there's no way. Like if we want to give twat, we'll give twat points to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Oh yeah, throw. You might as well throw him in there too. Shit. Okay, we'll just give twat points to Brock Lesnar. He gets a hundred too as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just to sum it up. Currently, Vince and Brock are on 100 points. Tony Khan's in second place with seven points. Wait, can we add John Laurinaitis? Add John Laurinaitis. Yeah, let's add John Laurinaitis, too. <laughs> yeah, Johnny let's just put the sex ring on 100 points. Yep, there it is. There it is. Oh, my Boy, it's God. It's everybody in there. Yeah, dirty fuckers. Jesus dirty. Christ. <sighs> yeah, we, uh, we didn't really mention Brock, but I'm sure you said this on CSK, it does also really explain why he's so up and left when Vince was originally gone. When he when he originally resigned. Yeah. Apparently uh, apparently there's like a lovely thing that Brock likes in his contracts and it's uh young ladies. Brock it's like man. it's like a storyline behind storylines. It's like you it's and there's the WWE storyline and then there's the behind the scenes storyline. <laughs> yeah. Which poor girl has to sacrifice herself to keep Brock Lesnar on television? Fucking yeah. ridiculous. Like Look. I said, I wasn't surprised by Vince or John Laurinaitis, actually. But it does surprise me with Brock, so I, I really hope that that part of the story isn't completely true. Because that would be a damn shame. It would be. <sighs> yep. All right, then. I don't think I'm going to give 100 yeet points out, but uh, let's get oh. some good points on the board. For the Yeetometer. Yeet? Do you feel him, sir? Do do. Points. Uh... Mm. As a consolation, let's give 10 Yeet points to CM Punk. And I'm going to give 50 to Cody Rhodes. There it is. Actually, 50 to Bailey, too. Give them both points yeah, for uh, winning like the Rumbles. Um, winning back-to-back Rumbles is not an easy thing to do. Not because it's physically difficult, because they can book you to do whatever. But for True. that to be accepted by the fans in this day and age is great. Yeah, that's great. Seriously, like, yeah, great point. We didn't harp on that. Like, that was, I haven't heard a single people say anything negative on this. So, yeah, I love it. No, like, I really expected, like, if Cody wins back-to-back, people are going to bitch and moan, like, oh, it was obvious, and you know, oh, he won two Rumbles back-to-back. But, I think maybe the way they booked it, and the fact that everybody is sick to fucking death of Roman Reigns, people have accepted it as a great booking decision, and Cody is finally going to finish the story. If he doesn't this time, I don't know what, what, the, what the fuck to do. Like, you got to win this time, for for the love of like, God. To win because right now, if we do another year of Roman <laughs> as champion, I'm gonna go to WWE and face Roman myself. 
right? <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. No, <laughs> I can't do another year of this shit. Please, God, no. Yeah. Roman can't do another year of this shit. He's barely there. No. I was going to say, right? Yeah, no. Stop it. <laughs> um, surprisingly, that's, that's Cody's first time on the Yeet board. Hey, um, he's the fucking guy that helped get it over. Good job. Yeah, N- Naito was obviously top with 10 points. Deanna Perrazzo, Randy Orton, Tony Storm on five. Eddie Kingston on four. AJ Styles, Jey Uso, and Sting on three. Uh, Punk is now actually on seven. And over on the Twattermeter, uh, Punk is on the bottom of that one with two points. Eric Bischoff and Lexis King have three. Shawn Michaels has four twat points because of the whole Ridge Holland thing. Yeah. Um, Ryback, Kevin Dunn, the IWC, and Goldberg all have five points. Ric Flair has six points. Tony Khan has seven points. And then you get the sex ring on 100 points. Mm-hmm. And nobody's and knocking him off the top. Nobody's nope. knocking him off the top this year. No. <laughs> wow. that That's... Uh, I'm going to be very interested to see who even comes close to second on that Twattermeter by the end of the year. Seriously, and how close, too. All right, then. Well, uh, thank you for joining us. I hope we rocked you harder than... Oh, I can't even make a joke about this Vince McMahon's stuff. Uh, But yeah, that that rocked us pretty hard this week. I can't even make a joke about it. But it is now time, before we go anywhere, for a slightly renamed segment... Because it's not just about the Retro Rewind anymore. It is time for you Pantsonet Geeks to find out what Moses and the CSK have for you on this week with Click Talk. Or Click This. So there's a lot going on with the boys. A lot, as you guys have seen. We've been... uh... We've been doing the, uh, the I don't want to say the, the, the dirty work, but we've been doing the breaking news Jones, if you will, for Max Wrestling. And we're happy to continue to do so every time something crazy drops that which me and Daz cannot get to. The TSK and I are on it like uh, like uh, like oh, the flies on shit. And we're going to be frank. So uh, we've been on top of everything. Uh, the CM Punk episode actually drops had already dropped. Hopefully you guys caught that one before this one. It is a doubled up Thursday. If we didn't talk about it at the beginning, you get a TSK and a Max today. Um, you might also get a fucking some more fun other stuff. As you guys have noticed, Max Wrestling is not just as this, as of right now. Max Wrestling is not just about Max Wrestling anymore. It's about content. It's about what we can bring to you, what we can offer totally to you, and it's and it's become a lot. So it's it's gone from Max Wrestling to some fun stuff. You know what was it? Did they did the Hollywood? What was it, the Hollywood show you guys did when you were doing the movies? Oh yeah, and Netflix. Netpicks, there was that one. You know, there's all this fun stuff. Now we have kicking in with the TSK, who's again covering all the fun stuff that Max Wrestling can't. You've got some por- sports coverage. You got your boy talking footy, as we could see, beat Brentford yesterday. I don't know what the fuck happened with that team, but hey, Ange Ball works, but it gives you a heart attack at the same time. And eventually, and I do mean eventually, and it's just because, you know, life is hard and a lot of things happen at once. Uh, there's going to be another sports one coming out, Bolt Rant. And with all of that, there will be continuous shorts. The branch out to TikTok will continue to happen. Instagram will get flooded. The same thing. We are on a rise, ladies and gentlemen. I assure you of this. And uh, as we have seen, we have unlocked. We've unlocked the door to success. And I have no. We have no plans of walking out of them. So not only will you get more shorts, will you get more episodes? Um, 
I'm, we are going to try to make a schedule. I know the TSK is going to try to make a schedule. Maybe we can try to go weekly at some point. The more we can bring to you, the better. And hopefully we can move on from there. Plus, that's a, remember, y'all got to remember, if you come and hang out with us on the Facebook, you have a chance to beat Travis Anderson as a group MVP. You could be the guy, the first person to win the first official Max Wrestling T-shirt. You want to do that. Yeah. And the best way to do that. Is follow us on all the beautiful socials: SMR Podnet, Evil Twitter, the uh, Max Wrestling UK, uh, Captain Five One Two. Check out the Max Wrestling website, MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com. Do not forget to hit the subscribe button, follow button right here: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I mean it everywhere. Where the takeover has begun, and now we close the show with the cap taking the time to really get in touch with those feelings, and he is going to therapy. Yeah, and before I go. Uh, I just got to say, Travis uh, has been group MVP since August 2021. So can somebody please step up? Can somebody beat Travis Tell him, Corey. Somebody beat Travis Reigns, bro. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) With that said, join us next week for hopefully or not hopefully more drama. Um, There's good and there's bad for having drama. It gives us stuff to talk about, but it's also, it can be pretty dark, so... We'll see what happens next week. You've been watching The Cap, M.O. and Cypher. Goodbye. Eat our shorts. Mwah. And good night. Jump on that bandwagon. Max Wrestling is taking over your YouTube. Three hundred days. Three hundred days is a long time. For three hundred days, I was a king. I had the run of a lifetime. And it will never happen again. This was now or never. And now, it's never. I'm not gonna lie. This one stings. I used to think my reign was a comedy. Now I realize it's a tragedy. Excellent promos by both. But we gotta go off the timage. And the Daz came in. Seven minutes, 21 seconds. The Walker, eight minutes, eight seconds. The longer promo wins, meaning Daz is down to one, and your new television champion, the guy that may not walk by promo mania, Travis Anderson. I knew I should have gone one more minute. so funny you wouldn't get it how are you feeling good everything's good now and have you been keeping up with your journal Mm mm-hmm great have you been writing about what happened about your episode how I remember it may I see Infected with what? In order to cure, you must first understand. Infected with what? 
Bye.